Welcome to Just the Two of Us, our bumpy journey called life. We are two friends that have been sharing our spiritual journey for the last 11 years. We've had wonderful moments and miracles on our journeys and also many bumps along the way. We love talking about all things related to spirituality, recovery, the heart, soul, and ego, and we enjoy sharing that with all of you as well. Today's topic is healing codependency. So we could go any direction we wanted with this. Yep, I know I've been working on healing mine for a while. And um, I didn't even think I was codependent at one time is the really funny part. I remember I remember you telling me that I belonged in Al-Anon and I really disagreed with you on that. <laughs> I... But I was—I think at the time I was positioning myself as the narcissist still or some weird, something weird. So, but I'm definitely codependent and I definitely belong. And, and more and more, I see my codependent ways, the ways just that they hide. And um, yeah, what about you? Well, first, I, I honestly think that most all alcoholics, addicts, People, you know, um, are codependents and not just alcoholics and addicts, but, you know, I think that a lot of people are codependent, like you chaps that would think that you're not. And I initially didn't understand why I needed to go to more meetings, why I need to go to Al-Anon either, but I, I identified with the shares in there. So it didn't take long for me to figure out I did belong there. Um, cause I was so codependent. It has changed all my thinking, all my old thinking is like thrown out in the trash and starting over again. AA and AA helped me with a lot of things regarding getting sober and using tools of the program there, but Al-Anon took it to a whole greater level for me. And, you know, probably for you too, that they're just Gosh, you don't realize how much it bleeds into every situation, every conversation, every thought, every feeling, every relationship. Like there's nowhere it doesn't bleed into between our wounded child and our codependency, which is probably pretty closely linked anyway. It usually starts in childhood, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I learned to, you know, have to take care of my parents' feelings in order to... um survive in my house it was yeah didn't have any choice I had to um, accept things and so I learned to dismiss my own feelings and my own intuition and it's taken a long time for me to reclaim it but today today my intuition is very sharp Um, but it's been a process of getting here you have to first clean out all the junk that blocks your intuition, all the things that stand in the way um, so that you can access it. What do you think? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've heard this before, but it, and let me know if you agree with this, that, you know, my, my addiction, my drinking, my, you know, that, that road to addiction was, was really just a symptom of, the the bigger picture, which was my codependency, my, it, it was just, it was a symptom of that. Like, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All a symptom. Yeah. 
And um, so when I started, when I started taking care of the deeper stuff like that, th that particular addiction just kind of, I don't know, it, it, it healed it. I had no interest in it anymore when I started healing the bigger stuff, healing the real, the real, the root, the, the root cause, I guess, of the problems. But um, yeah, no, I've been codependent since I was a little girl. I took care of everybody's feelings. I took on the energy of everybody around me. I, um, yeah, I just was scared about what I said, scared about what I did, turned into a chameleon, just um, went along with whatever, just um, that, that fear, that fear of abandonment has run my life um, in every single possible way I could think of it has bled in there and um yeah just you know and I think that's why I feel so challenged lately finding more of the real chass the real chass that speaks up um challenges those codependent ways because um yeah it kicks up my abandonment it kicks up all those 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 childhood feelings all those fears and doing things differently I, you know, I, I have shoved down my feelings my whole life. I have stayed quiet. I have gone along with things to try and, um, keep the peace, which is really just people pleasing. Um, so yeah. And just even, um, yeah, even today, you know, just uh, trying to, trying to pass things on to my son that, you know, have been passed on to me mostly, you know, through the program and, and you just, you know, helping me reparent myself. You know, I came in with, with, um, I was so insecure and I see, I see these things in my son. Like I see these, you and I talk about these patterns of his, but, um, I, I see that he wants to keep playing the sick card and staying home because there's something he doesn't want to face at school, something, something, something's going on there. And, um, you know, I let it, I've let it slide a couple of times. And today it was like, you know what? No, like if your stomach feels better, you need to get up and you need to go to school. And, um, you know, I felt a little, a little guilty, but I think another part of me um, doesn't want to enable him starting this, you know, this, I don't want this to be a pattern where he just checks out and comes home and, and, uh, skips school. So just, you know, things like that, where I am trying to do it differently, even though it makes me, it made me feel, <laughs> it made me feel a little guilty. I knew he wasn't feeling great, but I think he felt okay enough to go to school. And obviously he was, cause he made it through the day. So just, just stuff like that. And just speaking up, speaking up's a huge one right now, just constantly trying to challenge my, my codependent ways, fear, basically challenging my fear, all the, all the places that, um, yeah, where fear lies, I guess. So I don't even know what your question was. <laughs> I feel like I just went off on a tangent somewhere. <laughs> talking about your son it made me think of my partner and I you know I never really I mean 
he's been in AA. Well, he's two weeks younger than me. So I've been in 26 years. He's been in there 26 years, but minus two weeks <laughs> on him. But um, but he's never done Al-Anon. I think he went to a couple meetings with me just to support me in the beginning when I was dealing with my daughter and all her stuff. But um, he never believed it applied to him. And so I can see the before and after me because I can see how codependent he is with his children. He doesn't speak his mind. He doesn't share. He's not going to be vulnerable at all with them. Um, he's, yeah, he he's a bigger people pleaser than I realize. And maybe some of it is coming as he gets older, but I don't think so. Now I think back. No, he's, he's, it's always been there pleasing everybody. Though he acts like a tough guy. This is where it fools you. And you're, you, maybe you can relate with your son. But it kind of fools you because he does act like, you know, he's always acted confident, like he's got it together. And um, the way he's doing it is right. But I can look at it today. I can look back and just see, you know, how disconnected he and his children are. Um, he just won't, um, he won't get vulnerable. And part of, you know, healing the codependency is stepping into being a vulnerable, you know, being being ourselves, first of all, being exactly who we are, being authentic, which means being vulnerable. And um, that is not something he can tolerate. It's absolutely, he will deflect it. I've watched him deflect it. Every time he gets a little vulnerable, he deflects it. And um, that's shame. I know there's shame under there because that's what I found underneath my codependency was a lot of shame. And the shame said, you should do this. You should do that. You should worry about this person's feeling. You should do this. It was always shouldn't on me. And I was listening to it because I didn't know any better. Today, I don't let, I don't should on myself. Um, you know, if I do something, it's because it feels right. Not because guilt, guilt doesn't get to manipulate me anymore. So, but I can see he's not there and it's good to see where I started and, you know, where I am today it's just completely different like with you I've watched you grow immensely through this process too right yeah, yeah. and there was a time kind of like where the love the word love felt unbearable to me so did being vulnerable it felt unbearable to me like it was it it, it yeah and um and I'm going through that feeling now too I keep telling you like I feel I feel very insecure I feel almost naked I feel, um, let me remind um, you, this might help you, Tess. Let me remind you of something. Remember when I, we used to have groups in my house, like three times a week, we would, our, our group would get together, right? Yeah. And you were very vulnerable in that group. You were always very vulnerable. And as much as it was hard for you, you went there again and again and again. And you sometimes, you know, you had really hard cries or whatever you needed to feel at that moment. But you did so much healing work. And I'm sure you felt scared and raw. And I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know, you have shared some of that experience. Um, and I would. But just remember how much you grew through that time of being naked, of being vulnerable, of just not worrying about, you know, what it looks like to others or how it feels, but just go there, go to the places that you don't want to go because that's where the gifts are. Yeah, no, that's for sure. 
Yeah. And a lot of shame showed up during those times. And yeah, week after week, just facing it every time. And um, yeah, eventually it felt, it just, I, it kind of just became normal. <laughs> like it kind of just, it became normal. So, and this will too, this, this new, this new me, not even a new me. It's, it's just the me. It's, it's me. New to you, Tess. You've never met this part of yourself. This is new. Yeah. It's definitely new. Yeah. It's definitely you, but it's, it's new to you. Yeah. These are new, these are new parts that I have not met until recently. Yeah. Just the part of me that mostly that speaks her mind um, is the one that really triggers something inside of me. Speaking my mind triggers abandonment, like instantly, most of the time, no matter who it, who it's with, it just, it triggers a fear in me. Um, but it also feels good to do it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, work through, work through this fear, this insecurity, shame, I'm sure is definitely still in there. Um, all sorts of stuff is coming out and thank you, Pap, for opening me up because, um, yeah, I think that whole experience with him, it did. I, I, I know it opened something in me and it's, it just kind of, everything else kind of opened up with it. And, um, yeah. So thank you, Pap. <laughs> and uh, yeah. What are your words today, Jess? I would say love and healing are my words today and rest. Take it easy. How about you? Yeah, I would say love. I would say fun. I'm having fun with this little kitten she she's my shadow and she gets into everything boy and she's fast too she's like in the cupboard before I even know she's there and then I can't find her I feel like half the time I'm looking for the kitten where'd she, where'd she go off to she finds all these places but the door and in she goes um yeah so fun and piece of duck yeah good words mm. Yeah, we could we could go on and on and on about codependency. I mean, it's just it it shows up in so many ways. Ways yeah. that I, I didn't even realize that it, it you don't realize it until you see it. You just don't. Well, we can bring this topic up again when we have more time, right? Yeah. There's so much to be said. Yeah, but to just know that it 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 does heal. It does change. It, yeah, just takes time. So what last, what last words of wisdom would you offer? Um, get into recovery. Eating <laughs> <laughs> and plant your butt down and stay put. Even if you want to run out the door, which I did in the beginning, don't run out the door. It will save your life in a way that I can't even tell you how wonderful um, highly recommended. Go, get into a meeting somewhere, whether it's Zoom, whether it's in person, doesn't matter. Go to a meeting. Yeah. And especially if you don't want to. I know that there were so many weeks where I literally wanted to keep driving past the spot, even though I knew I was going to feel better after going. Like some part of me resisted every time. And, uh, but I always felt better after. So, 
Yeah. Just show up. Yeah. Just show up. All right. Well, thanks for being here today and thanks for sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Just the Two of Us, Our Bumpy Journey Called Life. Our hope is that you found what we shared helpful and that you take some of it with you as you go through your day. Until next time.